0: Welcome to the Enneagram One Project Podcast with your host, Dominic Vandal, where ones come to learn mindset tools and embodiment techniques to reduce frustrations, quiet their inner critic, and live a most expansive life. If you're ready to make your unique oneness your superpower, then this is the show for you. Welcome everyone. You are listening to the Enneagram 1 Project Podcast, episode 10, your safe way to receive feedback. One of the ways that you can tell if you're an Enneagram type 1 is by looking at what bubbles up inside of you when you receive feedback. We ones basically have a feedback loop running in the background at all times. I have called it the inner critic before. Most people have an inner critic or judge, what sets ours apart is that it is relentless. So when someone else offers you feedback, even in the most loving way, it can feel like an attack on the very essence of your being. I was on a panel of type ones, and another attendee described this so, so very well. I didn't catch who this person heard the analogy from. So if it's you or you know who did, please let me know. Reach out to me over on Instagram. That's where I am, at Dominic Vandal. So the participant said this. Receiving feedback for ones is like you are wearing a vest that is already poking at you in some way. So you can picture that you're already sensitive and raw where that vest is poking. Then someone says something, gives you feedback. And now it's as if they've pressed even harder on this one area of the vest. And it digs at you already, remember? You're already sensitive there because the vest has already been digging at you. The vest in this example is the relentless inner critic that is ever-present in the perfectionist brain that thinks it's doing us a great service by helping us improve constantly. The inner critic is already very painful. So when others give us feedback, it ten times that pain. It can feel excruciating to be on the receiving end of feedback as an Enneagram type one, as a perfectionist. Our inability to receive feedback because of the compounded, painful internal sensations keeps us stuck. We don't step into the spaces we can make a difference in and change the world. We hold ourselves back from growth opportunities that would change our lives. This can be for the little things in our lives, such as not taking a yoga class because you fear being called out in class as an example of what not to do, Even though you know it would increase your strength, your flexibility, and help you connect with your body, which you really want to do for yourself. Or something um, a little bigger. Maybe you don't go after an advanced training in your field because you fear receiving feedback, even though really that's what you'd be there for. We keep ourselves protected from that pain when we avoid feedback. Yeah, we do that, but. We also keep ourselves small when we do that. It is done at a terrible cost to our dreams. The little ones like yoga and the bigger ones like advanced trainings. How often have you thought, I want to be in that room, but I'll have to receive feedback. That's where the dream stops. If you are in that room, kudos, right? That space of your growth, you've actually convinced yourself to At least be in the room. But then you're in the room and you don't raise your hand. You don't participate unless you know you will come off as knowing what you're doing. You make sure you never give anyone a reason to give you feedback that could hurt. The truth is that after you do step up, your inner critic will have tons of ways you could have improved and been better, even if everyone else. Thinks you've done it perfectly. You stop your growth every time you do this. You are creating an obstacle in reaching your goal that is self-imposed. Will you get that certificate that mention that next level? I mean, probably. You're a perfectionist. There's no way you don't, but you'll have slowed and hindered your progress the entire way. What if you could optimize the process and get better results faster? That's what's available for you on the other side of feedback. I've been on the receiving end of feedback more and more lately. So I decided to pause and explore what is there here that I could learn and bring to you all? Here's what I noticed. For one, it's not true that as a one, I will always be affected by the feedback in the same way, even with a relentless inner critic. And second, The way the feedback is offered has nothing to do with how I respond to it. I can stop asking everyone around me to be different. What a relief because that never works. I have had two people recently say something like, let's clean this up first in reference to some work I was sending in before answering the questions I had about the work. In one instance, I became defensive. Because I made the comment mean, this person thinks I need hand-holding. And in the other case, I became open. Because I made the same comment mean, maybe there's something I can learn here. Same words, same way of providing feedback, totally different reaction on my part. That's because what I make it mean is what creates my lived experience of the situation, not what is said. I have also received feedback from this one person in particular over a long apprenticeship. And I reacted very differently to much of the feedback based on what I would make it mean. This person would always point out ways in which I was showing promise, followed by how I could improve, how they might assist me and end with a note on how much I had grown in skills since the beginning and how great that was. I couldn't have asked for better feedback, a better method for giving feedback. But sometimes I would clam up and protect myself fiercely because I legit thought I was unable to self-correct, as though that's what I was even supposed to do. And it wasn't. But I made that mean terrible things about myself Making me unable to receive the gift of that feedback. Sometimes I would open up to everything that was in that feedback. Same person, same method. I would absorb it, make the most of it because I made it mean it was a gift to help me grow into this role, this new role. The manner in which the person delivered the feedback did not change. I took it differently. Based on my mindset. Again, what I made it mean is how I experienced it. That to me is great news because the problem with asking others to be mindful of how my brain works is that it puts the onus on them to behave differently. We have no control over that ever. It's basically crossing your fingers, hoping. The other person has the empathy, compassion, and emotional mastery to act in a way that is kind to your brain. Some people will be able to do that, but many won't, and it puts you in a disempowered position. You are handing over your emotional state, your lived experience, to another, realizing that my reaction is not an automatic and that it doesn't have to do with others in any way is empowering. Complete opposite. Yes, you can tell or ask others to be mindful, but it really does start with you. That means it's up to you. You are the one that has to show empathy, compassion, and self-mastery towards yourself to then navigate feedback in a way that is supporting outcomes you want for yourself and your desired lived experience. So now you're probably wondering that's fantastic, but how do I do it? Let me tell you in two different examples. When you know the feedback is coming, you can practice intentional thoughts and beliefs. For instance, I have been putting myself in situations over the last two years where I'm seeking exponential growth within the container of specific programs. I show up, I do my thing, and I not only evaluate myself, but I seek the feedback from the authority in that space. Sometimes I know when that feedback is going to happen, and sometimes I don't. In the end, I know I want the feedback, and the biggest gift I have given myself over these last two years has been to become more and more intentional In how I approach the feedback, I have come up with a few questions that I ask myself before reading the feedback, as well as intentional thoughts to support that approach. I go into feedback reminding myself that the feedback will help me to get closer to my goal. I may not know it yet or know how, but it will. I remind myself that I decide what the feedback means to me. No one else, I make it mean that there's room for growth in that area. And that's exactly what I'm all in for. Then I look for the truth in the feedback itself. If I'm honest, I can see how the person could come to this conclusion. And then I decide if I want to implement the feedback. Basically, what do I do with it? Even if it's a supervisor, a loved one, whomever, I still have the right to choose how I work with the feedback. I invite you to take some time now by pausing the podcast. Or you can also just set some time aside later to consider how you can make feedback a growth opportunity. Something you can open up to instead of giving it the power to be hurtful and fuel your own inner critic. Go ahead and take inspiration from my intentional thoughts and beliefs here if you need to. What's important here is to be intentional with how you approach feedback, especially when you know it's coming or you've chosen to receive it. What about when it's an everyday moment where you had no idea this would be happening? You can prepare yourself for these experiences as well by developing emotional mastery. The reason we fear these moments when someone gives us feedback is because of how we feel when that happens. Think about it. How do you feel when someone is giving you feedback? I have felt everything from feeling small, incapable, inexperienced, flawed, dismissed, bad. Once those emotions kick in, It's just so easy to get into a spin out, and then each emotion fuels each other, and it's just a terrible mess inside. The reason these cycles take hold is because when the internal felt sense of, say, flawed takes hold, it feels so powerful, so awful, and there's this sense that you'll never make it to the other side of it. Practicing these emotions bits at a time. Without indulging in them, that means letting it take over, will build your confidence that you can handle any emotion, including feeling small, incapable, inexperienced, flawed, dismissed, or bad. On top of that, I want to remind you you are not small, you are not flawed, you are not bad. You are experiencing the internal felt sense for that moment. It is not your identity. I'll remind you also that it's not the event itself that makes you feel those things. It's what you make that event mean in your mind. You could absolutely decide ahead of time what you intend to make it mean when such a situation takes place. But in my experience, when I'm in the moment, it's my default thinking that takes over. And it does so because There's a primal part of me that interprets the situation as a threat. Remember, I'm wearing that vest. I'm already on edge, and it's pressing down even more. My body thinks I'm under threat. My brain thinks I'm under threat. But that is why emotional mastery is so important. If you can be with any emotion, you can be in any situation, including receiving feedback. That is why emotional mastery is the backbone of my coaching program. In the case of receiving feedback, I would start with identifying the emotion that I often feel when I receive feedback. For me, I'll be honest, that's usually flawed. Then I would witness where I feel the internal sensations that I have named flawed. Maybe it's a drop of my shoulders, a closing in on myself, like a drooping, a pit in my gut, and an agitation just above that. This is called naming and witnessing the emotion. That's available to you. And that's how you practice. I find it wonderful that I don't have to involve anyone else in this process of becoming better able to receiving feedback. Others get to be who they are. I don't have to micromanage them so I can feel better and I don't have to micromanage myself either. This is your safe way to receive feedback. Decide ahead of time what you will make it mean when you already know feedback is coming while also developing emotional mastery to support yourself in any situation. You have waited long enough to make your dreams come true. The sooner you implement your safe way to receive feedback, the sooner you step into what you know is meant for you. I would love to support you, so get in touch. Let's work together. All the info you need is over at dominicvandal.com. That's D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-V-A-N-D-A-L.com. There is nothing we can't figure out together. Until next time, love to each and every one. Thank you so much for listening to the Enneagram One Project podcast, your go-to podcast for all things one. Now, if you're wanting to integrate what you're learning here and be supported by your very own personal Enneagram One Life Coach, then I invite you to head over to my website, dominicvandal.com d-o-m-i-n-i-q-u-e-v-a-n-d-a-l look at the very top of the page for the work with me tab I'd love to be the one in your corner helping you to navigate your oneness let's make it your superpower